I think yeah, you sound good. really good. I do, I mean, and I look really good too. Hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to Podcast versus Podcast. My name is Eric Ivanovich, and this is Piers Ray over to my right. Hi there, I'm Piers Ray. His and, right, my left. Yeah, and uh, who do we have to my left and to Piers's right? Hello, my name is Daniel Chai. Um, I'm so sorry. I was waiting for him to do the... I, <laughs> I, I was could, waiting for you to you do You were it. prompting me. I just met Daniel today. I'm, I'm not going to introduce Hi. him. This Hello. is really your first, you guys' first time meeting? Yeah. Oh, Daniel's an institution. He's a Vancouver Vancouver mainstay. Runs Sorry. the fictionals. Glad to be here. Shows up everywhere. <laughs> nice to meet you. Thanks, sir. Thanks for having me on. Uh, um, I, I've, I've heard uh, uh, lots of great things about this podcast, and I love what you guys do, so I'm very excited to be here. Wow. That is sweet. That's No one has ever said that before. Yeah. What? Most guests are extremely rude. They hit Eric. <laughs> spit on me. They do a lot of hitting and spitting. And sometimes they, they're surprised to even discover that we are a podcast. Like, while they're on the show, they're like, I didn't know that you guys were, that you existed. Wow. I I've never heard of you at all. And they're like, what am I, what's on my head? Oh, yeah. <laughs> headphones? Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm going to give a quick breakdown for the audience, just in case. 800 and odd episodes in. This is their first time landing on Podcast versus Podcast. What we do here is we bring ideas, podcast ideas for new shows. Everyone pitches an idea. We all debate each other's ideas. At the end of the episode, we vote. And if we come to a unanimous agreement, then we're going to stop doing this show forever. And that becomes our new show. It's real, real yeah. straightforward. We've yeah. had a lot of great ideas in the past, yeah. but I got a good feeling about today. Nice. Daniel, you're a breath of fresh air. Uh -huh. You're going to bring in fresh ideas. We're going to get the hell off this oil rig. <laughs> It's going to be good. Okay, um, we'll see. Piers is like like dramatically slamming his fist on the table for emphasis, but he knows that that's bad for the sound, so he's like stopping just short of the table. Yeah. Which for me and Daniel, it's like, oh, okay, he means what he says, but the listeners have, have no idea. Well, here's what should be happening, yeah. and I would do this for you, is every time that my fist comes and stops just short of the table, you yeah. guys should be saying wham. <laughs> wham? <laughs> Wham. Wham. It's tough because you slow down. I know, you, you gotta watch. Yeah, okay. Here it comes. Right. Wham. Wham. Oh, God. Wham. Wow. All right, it's much more dramatic without the wham. So oh, wham. We're gonna... No, too late. Too it's late. So... I'm not slamming my fist anymore. Look. Uh, I, I will say, uh, also, the, the view from this oil rig is very, very spectacular. Oh, it's if beautiful. you like ocean and gulls and other oil rigs and... People Who knew trapped there were on... so many oil rigs? Between Vancouver and uh, Vancouver Island, right. there's dozens. Obviously, the, the ferries go a very different route to not disturb. Yeah, well, and we put camouflage nets on the oh. side. So. Giant mirrors. That just, yeah. <laughs> they blend right in. Like, people are going by and they think, what's that big green structure? That... And we, they're like, oh, it's just a pile of seaweed. That grew vertically out of the water exactly yeah. exactly the gulls the gulls congregate right one little rock is all it takes the seaweed starts building up it spreads it grows anyways i'm not a marine biologist i'm a, a podcast you're a regular guy. biologist you're a land biologist please don't overstate my capability he's an amateur biologist thank you um i have a podcast to pitch you please, if you want to hear about it please oh, yes okay uh so recently i bought a, a laptop and I brought it home. Thank you very much. You brought very... it. I'm sorry. You brought it home. I brought it home. Yeah. It sounds like you're. T that's what you say about a baby. <laughs> well, it's what you say about anything you bring home. Right. I, I, I didn't leave the laptop in the store. No, but it just feels like that doesn't need to be said. But if you think about it, a new laptop is like a baby, right? Yeah, uh, I care Eric, about it. Yeah. Yeah, for Eric, definitely. You don't want to drop it. Um, yeah, <laughs> you can fill it with knowledge. It costs a lot of money, right? Yeah, there Cost, we go. yeah, they're delicate. Don't leave it on overnight. Don't leave it in a hot car. Don't <laughs> leave it in a cold car. Wow. Um, tell us about your new baby. Well, I, I brought it home. Okay, great. And uh, uh, swaddled it in blankets. Opened it up, and I started. I wanted to do the setup stuff that you got to do when you oh, buy a new laptop. The best oh, part. You got to do all that stuff. Um, but I discovered that the keyboard doesn't work properly. What? Certain keys don't work. Some of the keys work fine. A, B, C, those, those are fine. <laughs> Which ones don't work? G, Complete list, please. G, H, quotation mark, and backspace don't work. Backspace is a big one. <laughs> and backspace is pretty crucial in my opinion. Don't make a mistake. Imagine if you bought a pencil and it didn't have an eraser on it. And what would you do? You just like... I guess never make a mistake. Whiteout? 
What I do is I just write... On the screen? (laughs) I just keep writing in a straight line and I'd be like, I don't know. So let's say I misspelled the word consciousness. Yeah. I would then keep going, I'm sorry, I know I didn't spell that word correctly, but I bought a pencil without an eraser, so (laughs) we have to just do this and then continue on with the sentence uninterrupted. Um, So I have my podcast idea is every episode... We would come in and with a with a different broken laptop. Right. Different keys would be a different combination of keys would be <laughs> non-functional. Yeah. And we would figure out like which combination is the most annoying. Oh. Um okay. with the lowest number of keys. Like we're we're trying to maximize the annoyance, but minimize obviously if you come in and none of the keys work, then that's just that's the worst one. But we trying to make like, well, what is like the five keys that we would need that would be just the most, just just crucially, just like screw your your workflow up. Okay, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Yeah, alphabetical keyboard. What? It's, okay, just I guess you could just say it, but that I mean that all the context. keys are in alphabetical order. Okay, so you're saying like episode one, we come in and it's a functional keyboard, but yes. all the keys are in alphabetical order. Yes. So like, oh, brutal. And it's alphanumeric. <laughs> so it starts out like zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. There's also a 10 key. Okay. Um, and then A through Z. And then all the punctuation is placed in order from simplest to most complicated. Simplest, of course, is space. Yeah. Then period. Right. Because what is a space but the absence of a period? Okay. Thank you. That makes thank you. That makes sense. I deserve that. Uh, okay, um, I uh, I'm gonna raise that. Uh, okay. How about a a Wingdings keyboard? Wow. Okay. Right. So it's a functional, fully functional keyboard, but it's all uh, the the different weird symbols and uh, uh, like hieroglyphs yeah. that will will pop up on screen. And so you can still write. Every, you can still delete. Yeah. Um, but uh, but you will then need to retranslate uh and almost have like a guide to uh, uh what you are typing out I... I think that that would be a lot of people don't look at the keyboard already right like i personally i hunt and peck like a chicken what yeah <laughs> but you're uh, what <laughs> yeah i'm very fast at it but i do like look at the are you keyboard. two finger or no uh... well i have like uh, i'll like use I just don't do proper like sit on the home row. You've never home. done like Mavis Beacon or something. Like I've that. done it, but I but I just always circumvent it. Like Look, the teacher, the Mav- the program doesn't know that you're not typing properly, and the teacher is teaching like thirty five kids at once, and you know computers are new to them too. So they just they just don't have the the wherewithal to like fully make sure everyone's doing it properly. Listen, the only reason I'm asking this, you now are studying computer science. Yeah. You would be shocked at how fast I can write code with, with this extremely inefficient typing style. But a lot of people, I would say the majority of people now type properly with their hands on the home row. If, you know, if you were to like slide that keyboard out and slide in the wingdings one, they wouldn't even notice. They're not even looking at the keyboard. They're just like, so this would only be bad for people. Even even me, I kind of know where the keys are generally. I just kind of have to look. But I feel like you would never catch one of your own typos. Like, here's a question about wingdings. Yeah. Is it a static alphabet? Yes, it is. It's a font. Are there multiple versions of wingdings? I feel like yeah, there's Wingdings so. 1, Wingdings 2, Wingdings 3. Well, there's not that many, I don't think. Oh, but there's like different oh, names. There are. There's like Wingdings style fonts that just have names that aren't Wingdings. Right. I uh, hate Wingdings. Yeah. I think it's so stupid. Now, uh, uh, the second idea I had for that is uh, delete button obviously is very important. What about the... How about no space bar? No space bar would be really frustrating. I yeah. think I could live with no space bar better than I could live with no delete. De- I delete? guess it depends on how how long you're writing. Like if you're writing like an essay, like a four, like a thousand word essay. Yeah. Oh, you're oh reading that. Is I think be at the end of every episode we have to write a thousand word essay. <laughs> right. On why this is the worst keyboard. We don't have to write okay. it actually. Like we have an essay and we have to type it out. Someone right. is like is like uh, dictating it to us, and and we have to type it out. And 
with if you don't have a space bar, what you could do, and what I've done before, like whenever I've had a, a letter like that doesn't work or something, yeah. or what I've been doing um, for French homework, uh, I don't know how to do the French keyboard. Right. So I'll whenever I need to do like the E with the accent over it, I'll just go and like copy and paste that specific E. Oh, that's and then what I do too. Go to Google, <laughs> translate the word, copy it back in. Or I just like go to my textbook and like copy that uh copy that one letter i don't copy the whole word because that's cheating but i copy that one letter yeah yeah Um, of course but uh with space you could do that you can copy and paste a space but it just like would take longer right um but without a delete i guess if all you're doing is writing the essay you don't really need delete like delete Mm -hmm. is not as useful as backspace in my opinion oh okay right okay all right (laughs) i mean if you need to hit delete and you have a working backspace, you can just hit the right arrow and then hit backspace instead. <laughs> I think workaround that, that would yeah. be yeah, and, and we would keep a running tally of like okay, keyboard one, the the wingdings keyboard. Um, Eric did really poorly on that one, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, Daniel and and uh, Piers both both uh, wrote out the essay in record time. I think I've forgotten the point of this podcast. Is it to annoy ourselves? It's to, yeah, it's to find out what the most annoying keyboard would be, like, within reason. Okay, um... If you had a keyboard where, like, the L key just exploded the computer, that would really suck. How about an ant farm keyboard? Ant farm keyboard. Like, there's a bunch of ants in in the key? Yeah, like, it's in transparent glass. Oh. Yeah. With ants inside of it. And okay. there is, like, it's shatterable. It's not, like, invulnerable. Um, it's a very thin... It's actually that candy glass. Yeah. You know, like they use on film sets yeah, to yeah, smash yeah, yeah. a bottle. So it can come apart very so easily. If you hit the keys too hard, it's it's frustrating. Well, it's not just frustrating, it's messy, because then there's ants. Ants everywhere, and, yeah. And they're angry. They're fire ants, by the way. Um, so I think the way the the best the best format for this podcast is we come in a, a, a um an unaffiliated third party has chosen the keyboards for us okay and we come in we start recording and we're like okay we're gonna we're about to dictate this same 1000 word essay that we always do uh we we have a keyboard in front of us we don't know what the problem with it is and first one to to finish the essay wins maybe it's like um the first one to finish the essay wins and they don't have to compete the next time they get to pick the keyboard that sounds that makes a lot so more sense. So it's a competition between I really uh, like the idea of picking the keyboards yeah. to give mm-hmm. to you guys oh, okay. to endure. Right. Yeah. But I don't want to have to type a wingdings keyboard or an alphabetical well, alphabetical keyboard would be fun. It's a fun little challenge. Yeah. Um so yeah, so there would be one episode where you're like, okay, Fire Ants keyboard, you and Daniel except you don't tell us, you just hand us the keyboard. I guess we we'd be able to figure out. Oh, there's fire ants in here. Right. But if one You'd of us figured out the, yeah. when they started biting you, and then Daniel would come in like, okay, Piers versus Eric, Wingdings keyboard, mm-hmm. and then the winner is the one who gets to pick. So the more the like, if you're bad at writing these essays with these bad keyboards, you'll never get a chance wow. to. So the, right. it, it's like real. There's stakes. I feel like the the. The third party needs to be like a teacher. (laughs) Oh, the one who I'm done with the third party. I'm throwing the third party out. Now it's like whoever won the last Mm -hmm. competition gets to pick the keyboard. I do hear what Daniel's saying, though. We should have Mavis Beacon uh, somewhere. Yeah. Like at least judging our essays uh, for readability. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Believability. (laughs) You know what? Me and Mavis are old friends. I'm going to give her a quick call okay we'll have mavis dictate us the essay and we have to copy it down awesome and she will not repeat anything by the way Uh, so if we're too slow then she that's too bad she's a speed reader does this podcast have a name is the do you have a i usually try to avoid giving the names because uh because i'm not good at them but i do think uh, what about keyboard warriors i love it okay keyboard warriors that also sounds like a great like uh office uh, setting sitcom coming out this fall on ABC. Yeah, <laughs> keyboard warrior. ABC, yeah. maybe even CBS. Yeah, it's not a good show. Yeah. <laughs> Mid season replacement. 
it? Yeah, exactly. They're uh, like, well, we got as a backup. This two seasons. They'll get two seasons. Right? Oh, probably. A mid-season yeah. replacement and one full season. Right. And then yeah. it's out. I watch a lot of CBS because because um, that's where Survivor is. So I don't. I guess I don't watch a lot of it, but I watch uh, weekly. I watch CBS for um, however long Survivor is on for. Right. Sometimes it's an hour. Sometimes it's two hours. So I see a lot of commercials for CBS shows, mm-hmm. and they're universally terrible. Like yeah. they're fucking really bad they're like really really bad they're awful uh stephen colbert if you are listening uh come on the podcast we does <laughs> he have a show on cbs He's, uh cbs's uh uh late night with St- uh, late show with stephen colbert is cbs no steve stephen colbert can't come on the show <gasps> excuse me what i'm not letting him <laughs> Stephen Colbert, we're so sorry. Uh, please come. Uh, don't, don't listen to him. I can't uh, believe what Daniel's saying about Stephen Colbert. This is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have a Do you have an issue with Stephen Colbert? No. Do you have some beef? Yeah, I have it's personal Stephen. beef with him. Just like annoyed. <laughs> okay. Frustrated with him. Get out of here, Stephen. He's been... he's so smug. <laughs> thinks he's so much better and funnier than the rest of us, just because he's on the Late Show. CBS Late a, Show. Yeah. CBS. Well, that's yeah. the Late Show, isn't it? I have no idea. Yeah, Late night television is still kind of just like tonight's a... show is NBC. Is that the Tonight Show or yeah. Tonight's Show? I gotta say, oh, right. <laughs> there's yeah. the Late Late Show. There's the Late Show. There's the Late Late Show. Yeah, there's Craig the... with Craig. What's his name? Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson. Which I have a friend who he's a big fan of that the Late Late Show. I it's he's very funny. It's he's done good bits on it. Yeah. What's Conan Show? Uh, I think it's just now just Conan. Just think, Conan? Yeah, Conan, just Conan on Conan, TBS. Yeah. Okay. Conan, Late Show, Late Late Show, there's Tonight also, Show. There's A Little Late with Lily Singh. Right. Uh, Canadian uh, from Toronto. Uh, last Night Tonight. Last Week Tonight. Last Whatever. <laughs> I watch a lot of these. It's the same. It's all the same show. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm coming out against not only Stephen Colbert, Colbert all the Late Night guys. <laughs> even Conan. Conan too. <laughs> What about Fallon? You love Fallon. I don't love Fallon. You're always praising him. I'm always talking about how how much I love Fallon. Love that he no. brought Trump on prior to the election. You just must up his hair. Uh, <laughs> um, Fallon <sighs> Fallon sucks too, and I'm putting them all in in a big box and saying all these comedians suck. I don't care. Okay, all fair enough. Fair enough. They all suck. Great, we get it. Um, You're a big machine of hate. I love you all. Please bring me on your show. I need yeah. exposure. Uh, <laughs> Regret yeah. coming on this now, don't you, Daniel? <laughs> yeah. Associating uh, with this yeah. nonsense. <laughs> I think that's y- your defense of all of them uh, against like my like unreasonable hatred. I think they're going to appreciate that. Good, good. So I think this good. this appearance has been good for you. Oh, yeah, right. There yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we got to get some more pitches mm. going here. Okay. I think I've got a pitch. Okay. It's uh, so I was looking at a script competition this week. Just I got an update in my email, and it was for spiritually uplifting films. Um, which and it comes with like a huge. I'm not going to enter. Obviously, yeah. I thought about it briefly because I'm like, there must not be this much competition in spiritual films. Yeah, and but it's like seventy five bucks minimum to enter. I'm like, I'm not paying seventy five dollars to send off a script. <laughs> yeah, that I don't really want to write. Um. But I think it got me thinking because uh, you have to have like overtly Christian triune God themes, right? Like it's basically like you have to accept that this this religion is real and you're dealing with the themes taught by this religion, the messages. It has to be like PG at most, like really challenging to write a script like that. Like even like just adapting a story from the Bible is how do you keep that PG? <laughs> right like yeah. so many people die there's so much incest so, so much many rape. things being cut in half <laughs> yeah did did david did solomon cut that baby in half no he he just he, threatened it, he right? did threaten to but i do mm-hmm. think you can't put i'm gonna cut that baby in half in a pg movie but that's such a great story <laughs> that's such a great story I, I do think that's like one of the one of the top 10 probably top five maybe best ever honestly bible stories oh it's one of my favorites classic full fully like i'm i i'm not a religious dude uh in fact i'm an atheist dude but i think that that story is awesome it is a really good story especially especially when he turns on the other woman who's like yeah cut the baby in half he's like aha 
That's how I know you're not the real mother. <laughs> I would like an adaptation of that. <laughs> I would like to know like what it is about this this woman who wants to. What's not her care? end game? What's yeah. her end game with this? By the way, this is what the show is. This it's called Crusa Cinema, and it's it, us coming in and we're talking this because this looking into this project yeah. sent me down this spiraling route. I'm like, okay, what are good Christian movies, right? Because when you think about them, you're usually thinking like Fireproof with Kevin Sorbo or whoever, <laughs> right? Where it's like a or, about, sa- or Saving Christmas with Kirk Cameron. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, they're really more like TV movies. Mm-hmm. And it's got really weak plots where it's like, oh, a guy's marriage is on the rocks because he watches too much pornography. How's he going to fix this in 40 days? Oh, he's a fireman, too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like, it's a symbolism of hell, but he's going to get out of there. No, 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 no. So we would come in and we would talk about our... <laughs> Our favorite Christian movies or okay. movies with Christian themes. And we would try to, like, we would talk about the movies we actually would want to see. Okay. I would say that there are uh, a number of, uh, uh, like, overtly religious movies. Robocop. No. I, would say I actually it, have never seen Robocop. Ro- well, first of all, what? It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. I, I'm Secondly, worried that I'm not going to like it. I think you'll, I think you'll like it, man. Oh, yeah. It's... I'm gonna get around to it eventually. It's the the thing is like um, I I don't I I I feel like uh, I saw Starship Troopers yeah and I f- feel like I'm not into that and I feel like RoboCop was like proto Starship Troopers. What like in the way that it's a satire? Yeah, I I feel like its approach to satire is is similar right. from from clips that I've seen and obviously you know it's directed by the same dude. I don't think I care. I appreciate as much the satire of Starship Troopers now, although I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe one day I'll do like a double feature, RoboCop Starship Troopers. I don't think RoboCop is the same kind of like meta satire that Starship Troopers is. Okay. I think it's a pretty straightforward story that is with a, with a pretty clear message of this was a bad idea <laughs> starship troopers is pretty clear too i guess it's more it's more clear like in the narrative less less in the in the plot and more in the like construction of the film like well, what you're yeah. seeing and you don't find that out till the end yeah i have you sorry mm-hmm. daniel have you seen starship troopers I am i ruining not. anything for i have you? not but uh, uh i feel like starship troopers is like a lot of things uh, in pop culture that I'm exposed to. Yeah. In terms of like, I've never seen Starship Troopers, but I know so much about yeah. it just from it being in the the cultural zeitgeist over the last X number of years. So. Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know what movies I do like though is many films from the from the director Tarkovsky. Yes. And he uses a lot of like religious um, themes. He does. His movies would be ineligible for this thing because they are, I don't know, they're not really... They're pretty graphic. They're graphic and they're not... Um, they're not family friendly. They they also aren't like, I feel like this competition, the whole point was make us some propaganda movies. Make us something right. that says, like, not... I, I don't want to call them propaganda movies, but that's what they are, right? It's like sure, yeah. These the the teachings of this church have value because of this. Here's a story showing how this person's life was better because of this. How God is real, etc., yeah. cetera, etc. Cetera. Which I think that like Tarkovsky's movies, you know, the the, the in the end, it's like okay, um, th- these are movies about how spirituality and religion and faith can enrich your life and how you can be how you can personally be improved by by these um by these not teaching specifically because it's often like not very specifically christian but it's like how your life can be improved with faith you know how how you can use faith to uh become a better you sure like moral oral in that sense yeah except moral oral i feel like it comes out of from the opposite it comes in the opposite direction i feel like moral oral is is more about like how i guess moral oral is more about how like uh, uh there's like the institution of the church is bad but personally like you can have a personal relationship with god right um whereas uh tarkovsky's films are more like 
there is a personal relationship with God good? Is it bad? Are you uh, are you deluding yourself? Are you enriching yourself? Right. And eventually it comes on the end of like, yeah, God's good. But maybe, uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's not overt enough or maybe there's a bunch of, uh, there's too much. Um, it, it, it's because he, he kind of does his, he kind of does his films like like in a in like a philosophical dialogue way right like you could watch his movies and probably come to the conclusion like oh yeah it's good to it's good to not care about god (laughs) so maybe that's not what they're looking for it's also like they're probably not looking for three and a half hour movies where they like slowly zoom in on a guy's ear want to know something funny i was as I'm looking through the requirements, they're like, these have to be 87 to 130 pages. If it's beyond 130 pages, we charge an extra fee to read it. What? I get it. They, but they're, they're just trying to keep down sure. applications. Yeah. Right. Especially because I feel like when you say we're looking for Christian stories, Triune God, yeah. I feel like you're going to get any any script contest or call for stories, you're going to get a lot of weirdos. Right. I feel like you might get a higher percentage of weirdos when it's specifically about people's religious beliefs and you're going to get, they're like, okay, whatever we can do to keep the yeah, number. I see. It they're down. dedicated. They're very dedicated to, yeah. <laughs> to the craft. Yes. Right. Even yeah. with that, even with those high fees, they still get like 500 a year. Right. Right. That's a lot of, that's a lot of basically RoboCop stories. Again, <laughs> RoboCop is a, is a Christian story. Yeah. So that's what we would do is we'd come on, okay. we'd talk about uh, the best El Topo. <laughs> Or Holy Mountain. <laughs> and we talk about the worst. Probably the Chronicles of Narnia adaptations. Um, no, I'm I'm wrong. It's those Kevin Sorbo, Kirk Cameron movies. That's uh, Jodorowsky, not Tarkovsky. Oh, my apologies. Tarkovsky is talking about like Andre Rublev. No, no, I know. I know. I, I... But we can talk about El Topo too. I was thinking Holy Mountain would just be an interesting t- hol- pick. Holy Mountain. I haven't still now, haven't see, seen it. Andre, Andre Rublev yeah. comes up consistently as like one of the best christian movies of all time i mean it's a really fucking good it's it's i would say out of all the movies i've seen that are overtly christian yeah like have a uh have a on their face christian themes and 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 uh uh plot yeah it's definitely the best what about signs signs you know what you gotta say it's no <laughs> so, i'm sorry Shamlon. it's no andre rublev <laughs> Sorry. i'm sorry that I'm you sorry had to put that. that on air on record jeez if he, wow when he hears this when i send him this episode he's gonna be very hurt uh daniel what's your favorite christian movie there was um uh there was one recently that um that i didn't see but i i didn't didn't watch you so just obviously it's just it's one of my top 10 yeah. already um but it was uh it, it told the real life story of of, uh, of a young boy who fell through the ice and then uh, was was uh, like oh, right, and then that kid. and then Wait, uh, uh, not the dead zone. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, um, yeah, and then uh, and then he and then when he got brought back to life, he he, he said that he saw like the light, and so oh yeah, and, yeah, and it, well, you know, and I I think because a lot of modern you know um, uh, Christian movies are money making. You know, can be money making machines at yeah. the box yeah. office. But it's I, a very specific niche. I, yeah. I feel like they've gotten progressively more fundamental, like where it's not talking about themes or faith mm. or any of the stuff like you were talking about with with uh, with Tarkovsky, Tarkovsky. but um, more like the word is literal. You know, and there's good people and there's bad people, and you've yeah. got to pick a side. You're a warrior in this battle. Like it's keyboard very... warrior, you might say. There we go. Some might say. So the movie was called Breakthrough. Oh, came God. out in 2019 because he broke through the ice. But <laughs> yes. also, that's right. Yes. Um, and uh... that's another thing. They have the worst titles. There's. I saw a trailer for one called Overcomer. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, you saw that. And that came out this should... year. Yeah. Yeah. Like just it's still in the box office. I think. Overcomer. Yeah. Overcomer, as in they overcome stuff. To be yeah. clear, I think I think this is also just a general statement about how Hollywood is running out of movie titles. Yes. There's, yeah. Yes. A lot of titles out like, there. Like we can't use RoboCop anymore. Uh, okay, there's a robot. It's a police officer. I don't know how this works though, because like so many movies create, like so many movies created each year, mm-hmm. and it's possible to avoid that for a while, right? But like there has to. There's 
I don't know, with public domain stuff, like you can have multiple versions of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. You you change the name slightly to make it stand out. Oh, this is Sherlock, not not Sherlock Holmes, um, colon gate of mystery yeah. or whatever the A Game of Shadows is uh, that's literally the what one. it is. A game of shadows. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes colon. Um, that's mine is movie. a game of shadows yeah <laughs> so i think yeah um uh for me i'm uh i'm actually very fascinated about the business of hollywood and the business yeah. of box office yeah uh one of my favorite things to do on a, every sunday when i wake up mm-hmm. is uh is go online and search up the weekend box office just to see like what becomes a hit yeah. and what and what maybe didn't do as well and yeah the the christian movie you know it's been written about a whole bunch and and uh you know, for example, uh, Breakthrough, yeah. it made it made fifty million dollars out of box office. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Which you know, which relative to say like Avengers may you know yeah, um, but making fifty million on like a movie like which is 14, especially fourteen million dollar budget. So yeah. so it's tripled. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's so. Uh, so what what we're saying is we actually need to, to I would get in on this script writing contest and get on the ground floor. Uh, I would love well, the thing is the script writing contest it's 15 grand two prizes right right so it's like that's why i was like all right i'll take a look at the rules right and i was like oh this is ridiculous and impossible mm-hmm. but i mean if you were somebody working in that industry that particular set like niche of the industry yeah and you were right. already like working on multiple scripts right. of that type or you had yeah. some in the trunk yeah this just... would be something for you where yeah. you... and i do kind of yeah, yeah. i also would feel kind of guilty applying for something like that because it's like i i don't take it as seriously as they want someone right. submitting yeah. it to and i feel i feel like you're just like deceiving these people yeah <laughs> wow we loved how wow. into into christ you are oh thank, <laughs> thank you yeah yeah so that check i check no no you keep the movie you do what you like yeah. with it it's all yours um yeah so cruces cinema it's it's just three guys gabbing about god <laughs> <laughs> on st- on the silver screen. Wow. Revolver is the new weekly show on the Cave Goblin Network, exclusive to Patreon backers of just one dollar or more. Each series lasts for a maximum of twelve episodes, then switches hosts and premises. Series two is Tabletop Tales, hosted by me, Jesse Boros, where I interview people about memorable stories from their tabletop gaming sessions. Hear the adventures at Patreon.com/CaveGoblins. Uh, Chai. Okay. Uh, but okay. My my podcast idea. Yeah. Um. It is. Uh. Uh. I I came up with the both the name and the concept. Ca- uh. Came about at the same time. Okay. Uh, what, <laughs> As will happen. Yeah. Well, sometimes like whether you know whether it be like a live theater show or or a comedy show or a dead um, theater show or a dead theater show my or favorite I, type of theater yeah. uh, or even I'm assuming like comic books or like books. Um, sometimes I have to work backwards. Yeah. Sometimes I have to like think of the. I get the rough general concept, and then I have the then I, then the name comes to me. Right. Yeah. Then the format right. rolls out. I this see. time it all came together. Uh, this this podcast it's called Thrift and Shout. <laughs> a la. Oi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's think, great. That's a know, great. Title, honestly, man. for the for the pun titles that we've had on this show, it's pretty up there. Okay, it's like yeah. in the cream of the crop for pun titles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Um. So, uh, uh, so one thing that I that I enjoy doing, um, is uh, anytime I'm on, you know, uh, anytime I'm I'm in, like, say, a small town or even in a big town, uh, one thing I like to do is is go and like wander through like uh, thrift stores. Yeah. Thrift stores. Uh, you know, places like. Valley Village, um, you know, uh, Salvation, Salvation Army. Army. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's like window shopping, but for stuff that, like, I can afford. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but I'm also always fascinated by, like, by what stuff people donate. Uh, whether it's a bigger place like Valley Village or, like, smaller thrift stores. Yeah. When you um, go to a small town and you find a good thrift store and it's like, okay, people aren't picking these as clean as much. Absolutely. And you don't have, like... 
you don't have like that sub industry of people going into those places, being taking out anything of value and then reselling it elsewhere. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but uh, I also want to know like the the history of some of these things oh. uh, as well. So, uh, so it would be sim- It would be a competition style podcast. Okay. So, uh, so what it would be, uh, but before each episode or at the end of each episode, uh, we would do a, a random number generator. Yeah. Uh, between uh, between say ten and 10 and 50. Let's do 10 and 50. Yeah. Great. And then that would be the budget total of of what we can spend that oh, week at the thrift store, okay. at the, the Salvation Army, at Vail Village. And uh, so uh, so each episode, <laughs> I've thought about this a little bit. Uh, I can tell. I love this. This is so well thought out. Uh, yeah. Each episode would have different themes. Okay. Uh, for example, it would be like uh, uh, most unique t-shirt right or oldest concert t-shirt um it would be you know one day it would be like books uh worst self-help book grossest okay. furniture <laughs> grossest furniture yeah uh, uh most it, boring board game totally yeah uh most unique piece of art yeah okay, okay. That's and good. then uh and then each and then each of us we would come to the table and uh we would and it would be expected to kind of like a mild book report. Uh, we would do some research into into the history of this art piece. Maybe there's no uh, if we can find history about this book, um, we would then uh, uh, talk a little bit about like, oh, this book was written back in 1972 by a Canadian doctor who yeah. and right yeah, and you can find some reviews of it or whatever. Totally. Now yeah. who later went insane, yeah. killed his wife. Now the the All trick right. of this is Look, uh, I'm looking yeah. for an interesting history <laughs> behind these things. <laughs> It was written yeah. in 1972. Yeah. Not interesting yeah. enough. I need tragedy <laughs> in these stories. Okay. Uh, and then, and then the final piece. The final piece. This is multiple. Um, it's a we we would spend X number of you know money on on these pieces. Yeah. But then we would then have to. Uh, the second part of it is we would then have to uh, go on to like eBay or like Craigslist and whoever can resell. Uh, the piece that we bought at the oh, high and, and see, you know, highest so, profit margin. Totally. So it's basically so it's like a multi-level uh, podcast right. idea, right? Where like, can you can you fit within the budget, and how much can you make on your on right. your purchase? Right. But also, who found the most interesting thing? That too. That too. Yes. Question. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you have a question. <laughs> yeah, but this is like a broad question. I'm just going to ask it. Mm-hmm. What is the most interesting thing you consistently find in thrift stores? Oh. Mine is framed jigsaw puzzles. Like people complete jigsaw puzzles and put them in a glass frame yeah. and then they sell that. And it's like, all right. <laughs> yes. That's a good puzzle. Yeah. Like it's an, like it's an accomplishment and they yeah. frame it. But there's it. a lot of those in a, a lot, lot of thrift stores. That's why it's so weird. Right. Because yeah. people are doing it all over. I can understand framing a jigsaw puzzle i think it's weird but i do understand like if you like if you want to like remember that time or whatever right like maybe you you went to a cabin and uh, you had a great weekend and one of the things that you did was like solve this jigsaw puzzle by the fireplace and then from you hang it on your wall and then like every time you look at it you're like oh i'm just thinking about that wonderful totally time with the cabin (laughs) for for, that's for for you personally yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 who's getting a framed jigsaw pu- like who's going out and being like there's someone else's memory yeah i'm gonna put that up I'm on my put wall that on my unless wall. it's like a really cool jigsaw puzzle. yeah I the guess. thing is like most jigsaw puzzles as far as i understand they just like take a, a print of a of a painting or mm-hmm. some other photo or something like that laser and then cut it. and laser cut it yeah so if you really like the image on a jigsaw puzzle go find the without without you can, the yeah, you can you can find it like complete. Maybe that's what they're doing. They're like, okay, it cost me one dollar to have this jigsaw puzzle. I can take it around town. Like, hey, I'm looking for this piece of art. I I was really into your podcast until you brought up the resale thing. I hate that. I completely agree. I, what? It I'm disgusted it by it. Actually, the whole time I was like, whoa, this is like a really interesting show. I think it's like really cool. Like, we have yep. this little budget. We need to like get the most story that we can get that's the thing it's like you're not trying to get like the most valuable thing you're trying to get 
the most interesting story that you can get with $17 or whatever. The idea of selling used junk on Craigslist gives me anxiety. <laughs> I'm annoyed by it. But now, see, now, so here's the thing now, because I'm being realistic, uh, yeah. because most podcasts are done on a budget. Yep. And so That's true, yeah. our budget so, is zero. Yeah, exactly. So like uh I don't want I don't want to spend my own money on on a box set of Grey's Anatomy season two through six. Right. Oh man, what a boring example. <laughs> Of what you could find on this podcast. That is... But that's the thing, like... It's so dull. So, we gotta make yeah. that money back. We gotta make that money back, guys. I'm being realistic. Okay. I'm gonna donate my Grey's Anatomy to a homeless shelter. <laughs> but here's here's the thing, though. I understand that $10 is $10, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, only $10. Right. And... Whoa, whoa. Hold on. <laughs> that's two-thirds of a pack of smokes. <laughs> <laughs> is that really two thirds of a pack of smokes? Slightly more. It's more like sixty percent. Oh, okay. Wow! I was right. like fifteen dollars for a pack of smokes, but you know, thirteen dollars. Okay, so now it's now, fourteen. See, now I I feel that uh, uh that that adding this this level not just complicates things. Yeah, but it but it also keeps but it also keeps the 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 meaning the purpose of these thrift stores journeys alive and continuing because people don't donate stuff to to Valville just to get it out of their house no no that's not it at all <laughs> no 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 uh they do it because they want to to keep the memory of their of their camping trip where they finish this jigsaw puzzle alive no. they want to give it to someone else and it's like it's like a a, a doll that gets passed down through generations except it goes I, different houses. I imagine that most things at Value Village come from moving days when they're like, why do we still have this crap? Or estate sales where like somebody's gone into an apartment and discovered that somebody died and they didn't have any relatives. There's that too. I, I think it's moving days, estate sales. And then I think it's also people who are like, I want to get rid of this stuff. I feel bad like selling it because yeah. it's kind of junk. But I'll I'll donate to the thrift store and then someone can buy it for like two bucks or whatever. Okay. Like if someone's mm-hmm. someone's needs some plates or whatever. Like I remember when I first moved out and I went and bought some plates. I uh, spent like two seventy five and I got like all the plates, all the bowls, and uh, a fork and a knife. And that's all I need. <laughs> I'm an adult now, and I have my own bowl. I'm going to reuse this bowl for everything: breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. I feel like reselling at at a profit stuff that you get from a thrift store just is is uh, fundamentally uh, antithetical to the to the thrift store. I don't want to be rude, but it's a little bit gauche. Yeah. <laughs> it is extremely gauche. I. I say that we just donate the things that we buy back to the thrift store. Now that is not going to work either because I spent ten dollars on that frame See? jigsaw puzzle. Okay. See so, now, now here's the thing though, because in the end, when we buy the stuff, and of course, this podcast would, in theory, run for two hundred episodes. Yeah. Who has a big enough place to hold? That's true. eighty seasons of Grey's Anatomy. How about we sell? <laughs> Why do you keep buying it. <laughs> Because it works for so many different categories. I feel like you. I feel like we'd have an episode where you bring in Grey's Anatomy, and we're both like, "This is dumb. What did you do this for, Daniel?" And you're like, "I'll show them." <laughs> and every few weeks, you just keep turning yeah. up with a new box yeah. set. Um, we, we could sell it to listeners. Like we could have like auctions. Like, oh, remember? Okay, so we saw okay. the. That's actually okay. That is a way I would take buying it because mm-hmm. then we can have like bidding wars. We can add elements to make it. We could like we could all sign it, and yeah. suddenly that okay. jigsaw puzzle's worth. A thousand dollars, and it's also like if the <laughs> listeners will listen to the episode, they know precisely how much we paid for it. And like, I feel like if I go on eBay and I I buy something, it's like, oh great, I was looking for this record or whatever. It's rare record. I bought buy it for one hundred and thirty dollars, and then uh, later on, I'm listening to a podcast. Like, yeah, so our our budget was twenty five dollars. I went and found this incredible record. <laughs> And I'd be like, wait a second, what the fuck? I got totally ripped off here. <laughs> Which is the whole point of the podcast, to to uh, keep the journey going. This is a really good idea for a yeah. podcast. The money thing has tripped me up a little, but what? I really oh, like okay. the idea. I would have voted for it if it wasn't for that aspect of it, but I'm just going to have to vote for my own. 
Now that's interesting because while I yours I'm I was I am very close to voting for yours. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very close to voting for yours. Did you decide on a name for your show? Eric? <laughs> yeah, Keyboard Warriors. <laughs> that's right. Oh, keyboard that's right. Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right. Um, well, coming this fall to ABC, of course. Of course. Yeah. CBS. Or CBS, whichever yeah. whichever channel's doing worse at the time. Um my uh, problem with your show, yeah. Eric is very similar like it sounds great yeah uh, there's nothing i like more than using a keyboard that i can't figure out <laughs> um, it's a fun puzzle yeah yeah it sounds fun it sounds fun i forget and, how much you love puzzles that are like <laughs> oh it's just a bunch of arcane symbols but how will i rearrange them <laughs> i like playing mist or like the yeah exactly yeah, there we go he's yeah. a mist boy yeah I'm a guy. I'm the kind of guy who likes likes exploring the island, but does not care about any of the puzzles. Uh, I'm I'm like, a, oh, look at that beautiful ocean! I'm a. Oh, what's on Game Facts? How do I solve this <laughs> right? as quickly as possible? Yeah. I'd like to have this. Uh, I'd like all the achievements now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, my problem with yours is that I would actually be exposed to the keyboards. I want to be off, like in a room, just making torture puzzles for which, you which you oh. could do if you win but i don't want the risk of losing i see yeah. i don't even want to pl- i don't want to play this game once where i'm right. on the receiving end of a keyboard and also uh i still really want to get into this niche of christian filmmaking right so i'm gonna have to vote for mine and you guys are gonna help me figure out a great story idea um hmm Hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I'm leaning towards voting voting for yours. That's yours, actually. Yeah. Really, more than yours. Uh, I'm That's still gonna be voting for mine. Oh, of but course. you're leaning towards. I'm leaning. Yeah. You're there was leaning. this possibility. Okay. Uh, That's mainly really again because because uh, you know as as uh, we you know as the new Hollywood era emerges and need you know we need lots of content and uh, you know the the Christian movie genre yeah. is definitely mm. a very strong genre so i'm just thinking you know uh logically and rationally being like you know like how do we how do we tell stories that can almost assuredly hopefully make the money back and right. it's possible and you know the the you know the batting percentage for i think christian movies is <laughs> pretty strong i feel right? like look at field of dreams churches always need something to show on a friday night chariots of fire yeah uh technically lord of the rings breakthrough uh, the part three of the matrix yeah. uh, just part three yeah. eh? i i guess you could say part one i forget what happens in part two except for dreadlocks and keys. i would say not part two uh no well, part part two the the you know the the big freeway fight scene obviously is an allegory to uh to mary and joseph going to uh the the bethlehem <laughs> to to uh I, I to the stable like, i feel like christians watching the matrix part two would not be happy with um the jesus allegory character meeting the god allegory character and being told that oh it, it, there's been other jesus's uh you're not that special right um yeah that is actually very true uh, but obviously, but we remember in in the Bible there was uh, the the two two ghost uh, albino <laughs> characters, oh, yeah. I believe. Right, uh, uh, Satan one and Satan two. <laughs> See now, if I'd been thinking about this show, if I had really sat down and thought about it, yeah. I would have said what we were doing is designing the inevitable religious media streaming service that will occur, oh, right? Because they're yeah. like we're, we we didn't even talk about movies that are geared towards say muslims or mm-hmm, yes. uh, jewish people right like there's got to be yeah. media that is specifically targeted at people of sure. different faiths so sooner or later we're going to see a streaming service that caters like <laughs> great i just right. want my kids to be able to see like you go on you set up your parental controls all right so it's they've got this huge thing of content and then you just Okay, just the stuff with Christian themes that's okayed by that board. Just <laughs> right. the stuff with Muslim themes. Just okay Matrix by that 1 group. and 3. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no Matrix 2. Yeah. <laughs> but that's accessible on like the Jewish version of the mm-hmm. same platform because they, they have no issue with that. They're all on the same platform. You just have to like check your re- your religion. Yeah, and it it <laughs> I doubt that would, I doubt that's a reality. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it would it makes sense to have it all in one place cuz anyone watching TV for spiritual reasons it's going to be in the same I, demo. I guess there is a, a, like overlap. 
Um, I yeah, just, some I've, of the stuff would be shared. Like, I think anyone from any religion can watch Field of Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, anyone can watch anything. Yeah, they could. But, but I, they don't. I, I feel they, like yeah. anyone can read Harry Potter, but some people choose to burn the books. That's true. I feel like some of the more extreme members of of uh, of one religion would be like, oh, I don't want any movies that support any other religion that's why they get you to set your preferences at startup so you never see you never know oh okay yeah yeah Yeah. you might also be interested no 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 thank you uh but but no i'm gonna have to uh i'm gonna have to fight and and vote for thrift and shout uh, the title alone yeah the title alone great title it's really good so much about it is so good except for that end part where it's like (laughs) oh yeah and then we just like have to then we just shill all the stuff. We just flip it <laughs> on the resale market. That's well, I mean, like that's you know, um, uh, so many shows are are about that, right? Like, what is that? A uh, love it or list it, or true? Um, what are what are other like storage the wars? Whole storage wars, storage wars, right? It's it's half. Look, it's half. Uh, I, I'm depressed by storage wars. We, I don't like that. We did not get again. It's the same thing. It's like this person died. It is half storage. An, half antiques roadshow. Half storage wars. Half pawn shop stars. Half pawn stars. Pawn stars. I could see that. Yeah. See, uh, the thing is, I'm we, out. I gotta go. Work we, on this. we did not get into podcasting to make money. We have been offered true, money true. dozens of times, <laughs> many times. Yeah, many people, times. People love to. They're just throwing money at us. And they're like, we, wow. Yeah, I've turned it down every time, and then I go to Eric afterwards. Say, by the way, I turned down another contract, <laughs> and he looks real mad for about ten seconds and doesn't say anything, and then he says, "Good, good, good. I, I, I appreciate that." Sometimes people they they say like, "Let me, shill our product for us." We're like, "No, you you corporate greed monger." We'll and sometimes people free. just say like, "We just want to give you money," and we're like, "No, we're not in for the money." No, we're just like you, no. We're handing you cash. Here is an envelope. You don't need to. It's all good. And we say no. That's right. Every time it's happened, that's filthy money. But but what if people do need a new pillow or better uh, seasons two through five <laughs> yeah. and seven through eight? Yeah, of Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Um. Well, they, they. I mean, you know, I just don't want them to get it from us. There are, are wow. other shows. That for is that, kind that of is stuff. so pure. That is so. Thank you. We're good people. <laughs> well, I guess it's another tie. It's a three-way tie. We're not going to be doing any of these shows, unfortunately, because all of them. This is a rare episode where all of the shows were quite good. Yeah, I think we had three great, great picks today. <laughs> Um, but let's I'll tell you what, I'm going to do a shill. Okay. <laughs> Daniel, where can people find you? Ah, uh, people uh, can find me if they are listening in Vancouver. They can find me performing with the fictionals throughout uh, throughout the weeks, uh, throughout the town. Uh, you can find me at uh, all of the social medias at I am Daniel Chai and at thefictionals.com. What would you you guys normally perform? Like your regular shows, Cafe du Soleil on commercial, but you also perform at like the Rio... Yes, Do you, have you guys have anything coming up for Improv Fest? Yeah, uh, we're we're not a part of the Improv Fest this year, but we but we are very excited for to check out the the shows at the Culch. Um, we are uh, we do have a bunch of shows coming up. We're doing shows at the Rio Yuck Yucks. We're doing a show in White Rock. We're doing a show in New Westminster, um, and somewhere in there, I am uh, going to be trying to find some sleep and think of another <laughs> podcast idea for uh, for the next episode. Next I really time. hope you find it. Find that sleep you're looking for. Oh man! Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and goodbye. Thank you. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.